0: Hello and welcome listeners to another very exciting episode of Hot Takes. The Story Screen presents a podcast where we talk about a new movie, sometimes a slightly older movie, but mostly new movies. We go and see a film, we don't really discuss it before hopping on the mic, and we get on for a fun conversation where we figure out how we felt about the film, really get into the nitty gritty of what the film is trying to do, and kind of just iron out maybe first impressions to see if uh, we can change each other's opinions, we can change each other's minds, just get deeper into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. But first, I wanted to say hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> so I'm your host today, Bernadette Gorman White, and I'm joined by Sophia Aquisto. And it's been a long time since you've been on a podcast, I think
1: Yeah, it's, I've only been on a couple And maybe the last one was A Quiet Place 2 A Quiet Place 2 But I'm so happy to be on the Barbenheimer Barbie Podcast Like, this is an honor <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited
0: Yeah, uh, the Barbie fandom is real It's insane The hype Barbiecore Barbiecore <laughs> It all delivers It does um listeners if this is your first time listening to a hot take we are going to do two segments of this podcast the first segment we're going to refrain from spoilers so we're going to talk about general impressions of the film um kind of just our basic opinions uh we're going to talk about a lot of the things surrounding barbie um maybe better our personal relationships and histories with yeah. Barbie as a whole. And then the second half, second segment of the podcast, we'll get into the actual plot of the film and discuss the specifics and we'll get further deeper into Barbie. Mm-hmm. But for this first half, feel free to stick with us if you haven't seen the film yet. Um, if you're a crazy person and you want to listen to the spoiler section and you haven't seen the film, that's fine too. <laughs> We're all friends here. You can do whatever you want because you are your own Barbie. But Sophia, <laughs> um, what's your history with Barbie?
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask you the same. So as a kid, I never had a Barbie. Um, and I didn't want one either. Like I just wasn't a Barbie girl. Barbie girl. <laughs> I was more of a stuffed animal kid. But my doll was a Raggedy Ann doll. So I loved my Raggedy Ann. And I had some Polly Pockets. Those are like those little dolls that were like Twice the size of my thumb. So those were like the closest to Barbie I had.
0: I love Polly Pocket.
1: I love Polly Pocket. I used to fill up my sink and make it into a pool. Like I, I would plug the sink up and in the kitchen and fill it with like dish soap and make it like a bubble bath slash pool party and play with my Polly Pockets. I love that. <laughs> and that was my doll experience. But I was mostly a stuffed animal kid. And if I went to a friend's house and they had Barbies... I wasn't, like, a really into pink girl. I wasn't really a girly girl. So it freaked me It freaked me out a little bit. Like, the makeup is so intense, and, like, they have breasts, and they're very womanly. And meanwhile, I have, like, American Girl dolls and, like, a little Polly Pockets that are, like, just, <laughs> in my mind, were either kids or, like, teenagers, which are, like, the adults for kids, but...
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: Yeah, so I wasn't really into Barbie as a kid. What about you?
0: Oh, Wow. So I'm the opposite. Oh, a Barbie girl. <laughs> had a lot of Barbies nice. growing up. Had a lot of like the offshoot Disney Princess Barbie mm-hmm. style dolls okay. that weren't technically Barbie, I don't believe. Okay. Um, Had a lot. A pretty large collection. I didn't have a lot of the accessories like the Barbie Dreamhouse.
2: Yeah.
0: I think I had a smaller version of that. I think I had a knockoff car. I don't think I had a lot of like Mattel branded Barbie stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And especially with the, all of the clothes... I would remember on St. Nick's Day, December sixth, growing up, mm-hmm. when we would do our stockings. It'd always be cute because I would always get like little Barbie clothes in my stockings Aww, that's so which cute. was always like a treat <laughs> waking Aww. up. Um but yeah, so I had a lot of Barbie stuff, mm-hmm. um definitely played with them a lot, did a lot of like early exploring relationship stuff with my Barbies. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we moved a lot. When I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time we were moving from a rental house into another rental house while my mom's house was being built. Mm -hmm. And my mom, I think I was probably, gosh, like a sophomore in high school at this point. And I'm the oldest of four, raised by a single mom. And I think all of us kids were just so over moving that my mom was like, hey, go into the toy room, get rid of anything you don't want anymore. So we can make this move and it'll be lighter mm-hmm. And she was appalled Because we got rid of a lot of our Barbies I think we were just of that age Granted, my youngest sister Is eight years, my junior mm-hmm. So she definitely could have still been into Barbie But I think at that point We were just like, alright, let's really clean house a So a Yes, <laughs> definitely Kind of had a little bit of a Barbie moment mm-hmm. And yeah, decided to get rid of most of the Barbies And I definitely regret it That was so silly to do. Um, Wish I had them now. Because we had, like, like, original classic Barbie with the black and white swimsuit with the glasses. Oh,
1: wow. Those are old.
0: Yes. Why did we get rid of those? Yeah, wow. Who knows? Were you one of the
1: girls that, like, Barbie was, like, kept in pristine condition, played with, like... Very delicately, or are you with someone Like, I would go to friends' houses And they would have chopped their Barbie's hair off Drawn on it, set on fire like, Or were you in the middle? Like, How did you treat your Barbies?
0: <laughs> I think my Barbies were pretty well taken care of Okay um, I think we had other toys I don't know if you remember Doodle Bear Doodle Bear, that name sounds familiar What was Doodle Bear? Doodle Bear was, first it was just a bear And then they made a bunch of different animals for it But it came with, like, a pocket And it Mm -hmm. had markers in the pocket, and you could just draw all over it. And then you threw it in the washer, and then you just got a brand new Doodle Bear. So I feel like. Oh my goodness, that just like unlocked a
1: memory I didn't know I had. (laughs) Core memory, coming back. (laughs) A Barbie core memory. (laughs)
0: Yes. But yeah, so we had other toys, I think, that allowed us to draw on them. Yeah. And it kind of got out that type of motivation other than our Barbies. Also, I think because we. Felt lucky enough to have Barbies Mm -hmm. I felt like it wasn't our place To destroy them I think I definitely had other toys That I would cut their hair But not the Barbies for whatever reason
1: Yeah I had a couple American Girl dolls As a kid and Mm -hmm. they were like Such like prize toys Like they were expensive those things They were a treat to get Oh yes I would go a couple times, maybe in my childhood. I went to the American Girl doll store, and when you go, oh my goodness, like they have a hairdresser stand set up for the dolls and spa stands and all these ways to get them, like, manicured and their hair cut professionally. And I was like, no, I don't want anyone to touch my American Girl doll. Like, I'm gonna keep it just as it is. <laughs> she's fine, she's fine. She's beautiful as it is. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to like cut her hair or destroy her in any way because like I prized her so much.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I never had an American Girl doll, but I would get the catalogs Mm -hmm. and I I loved the catalogs. catalogs. And then they had that section in the back where you could make one look like you.
1: Yeah. And I always fantasized
0: about getting one that looked like me. Me too. I'd always
1: like circle the different like options and dream about
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. Dolls are great.
1: Oh, so good. So
0: good. So, yeah, this Barbie phenomenon. That's been happening. We were kind of talking a little bit off mic before the podcast about the marketing and about oh the Barbenheimer of it all.
1: It's been so wild. There has been. Did you see the Burger King Barbie? No. Oh my god! There's it's it's really gross looking. There's this Burger King Barbie <laughs> burger that has like a layer of pink goo. <laughs> they say it's sauce, but it almost looks plastic. It's oh like gosh. a burger with a, a cheeseburger with a layer of pink. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> It's been everywhere. There's been, when I went to the theater, they had popcorn uh, stands. That was a Barbie pink Corvette. Oh, fun. And you could buy like the Margot Robbie Barbies, like in her pink, like you see in the trailers, that pink white plaid. Cute. And we just saw, I saw last night, the uh, the Google search engine just changed where if you Google Barbie movie, now it's like pink and sparkly and all the links are pink. Yeah. I don't know what their marketing budget was, but... It's It's wild. It's been astronomical.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy. I'm so impressed because literally all they had to do, what, five months ago, Mm -hmm. was post some of the promo photos online and then everyone advertised for the movie. Yeah. Because everything was memefied instantly. Like, this Barbie, blah, blah, blah. This Barbie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
1: the filter, the selfie generator came up. Yes. Oh my goodness.
0: So I, I feel like maybe with the... The selfie generator, maybe that's a little bit more them, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they had to design that. But yeah, I just think it's so fun that they did some promo shoots, they put some promos out there, and then... Because we all love it so much and we're so excited for it, we did all the advertising for them.
1: We did. Yeah. There's a nationwide shortage of pink right now. Yes. Like, I've been seeing it on the news. I'm like, oh my goodness. When you went to Barbie, what did the audience look like? Was a sea of pink? Mostly pink. Yeah.
0: I was very impressed.
1: When I went to the theater, you could, like, point out, I did the Barbenheimer, like, double feature, Barbie and Oppenheimer. And my friends and I were pointing out, like, oh, they're seeing Barbie. They're seeing Barbie. Hot pink, hot pink, hot pink. Or I was in a suit for Oppenheimer. And I was turned to the girl uh, behind me in the concession line. And I was like, you're going to Barbie? She was in a beautiful hot pink outfit. And she was like, yep, Oppenheimer? I'm like, yep, (laughs) because I'm in a dark suit. (laughs) It was a really cool crowd, though. Like, everyone was just so happy to be there. So in the Barbenheimer mood. It was really cool audiences.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I. I can vary on whether I like to see movies by myself Mm -hmm. or with a group, Mm -hmm. but some movies just lend themselves better to group viewings.
2: Sure.
0: And yeah, it was just so much fun to get out of the theater, and I went and saw it at Regal, Mm -hmm. and they had that cute little Barbie box that you could stand in it and take a picture of yourself. Oh, I wish we
1: had one of those. It was really cute. cute.
0: (laughs) But yeah, like, seeing all of the people, just being like, hey, can you take a picture of me and my friends? And I don't feel like people have really cosplayed a movie like this since Harry Potter, to be honest. Yeah. What about,
1: I didn't I see Suicide Squad in theaters. Were people dressing up as Harley Quinn and Joker for the theater? Did if you see in theaters?
0: I did not. Okay. But if they were, I think we would have heard more about it, maybe. Yeah,
1: because that seems like a very costume one. Definitely. Or like Marvel movies, or...
0: I think people with Marvel movies, they'll come out wearing like their captain america shirt with like yeah. the shield on it
1: yeah or like, like t-shirts and full-on costume
0: yeah yeah but i liked barbie too that there wasn't like a set costume it was just kind of like an idea like Everyone a general had vibe an
1: interpretation like i dressed up as a barbie pet so i had yes. like i had a little dalmatian that was from a barbie and a pink bow and heart sunglasses so i put on like a white black like print shirt and I had the giant pink bow and I had heart sunglasses and even though it's not like an official Barbie look, like it wasn't hot pink, but it was Barbie. Like, it was Barbie. <laughs> everyone yeah. in my friend group had a slightly different look, like slightly different version of their Barbie.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was very cool. Yeah, I wore a black and white dress, very similar to the black and white bathing yep. suit. Yep. With like a retro Mary Kay pink sales jacket. Love that. I got it at a thrift shop. Don't know if it was Mary Kay or Avon or whatever, but very retro. But yeah, yeah, and luckily my hair right now is like, got the perfect length of curls Mm -hmm. to curl up in that classic Barbie style. So yeah, I just thought it was so fun to see everyone out.
1: After the, after my friends and I watched the Barbie movie, we went to a grandparent's house and had a little pool party. So we called it like a Malibu Barbie pool party yes. and my friend had a black and white swimsuit and I was like, there you go, vintage Barbie. Perfect.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I have not Barbenheimered. Um, I'm yeah. gonna see Oppenheimer soon, maybe tonight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I've been saying Barvenheimer. Just Barvenheimer? <laughs> just because another movie came out on the same day as the Barbie and Oppenheimer release. Which and part? it was the Venture Brothers movie right? that had been a long time coming, culminating this, like, two-decade-long cartoon show, The Venture Brothers. I don't know if you listen to this podcast listener, but it's my favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. And so I have Bar and I have Vend. But I haven't Heimered yet. <laughs> but very soon, I will have completed the trifecta of Barbenheimer. You Barbened. Yeah, I Barbened so far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so far, I think this combo of this these movies being released have done wonders for the marketing just in general for these two movies. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I love Christopher Nolan. I think his work is great. I was so psyched to see that Barbie, in opening weekend... Made $155 million. Oh, my God. And Oppenheimer did, like, $80 million.
1: Is that in the U.S. or, like, worldwide?
0: That was domestic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Because I saw recently it was, like, two seventy-five collectively in the U.S. And then this morning, my friend sent me something that was one of them. I think Barbie was, like, $375 million globally or something. I was like, oh, my goodness. So cool. <laughs> also, like, it's a PG-13 one. Like, it's going to get more of a draw.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. It was funny, and a lot of the marketing, I felt like I was seeing NR, and I think maybe they or hadn't de- they hadn't decided yet what they were going to rate it,
2: mm.
0: but yeah, when they were, when they rated it PG-13, I was like, yeah, that makes sense, but, like, I wonder even how it gets a PG-13 rating, but there's, like, one bleep moment, and that's it.
1: <laughs> I thought, like, and it's just my little teacher perspective, I thought, like, a kid could watch it, but I don't think they would really enjoy it as much as someone that was older, like, Without getting too much into spoilers, it's not really much of a spoiler, but because Barbie is, they talk about gender a lot, and there's a lot of, like, mature themes that, not necessarily inappropriate for younger children, but I don't think younger audiences would understand it or really appreciate it, so I think PG-13 was pretty safe. Like, it was never overtly, like, really sexual, but they definitely talk about gender and bodies and um, femininity masculinity, and there's a lot of, like, themes that I think teens and older will appreciate. And, like, people whose bodies have changed since they were a child. Yeah. And how that reflects in dolls. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was so wild. I went to get my hair cut a few days, uh, I guess, like, a week or two ago. And my stylist was talking to a few of the other stylists there, and there's this other woman who works there, who's, like, probably, like, in her mom's generation. Mm-hmm. And she said that the advertising for Barbie was, like, making her angry, and she just, like, couldn't understand why people were so excited for this movie. Mm. And her reasoning, and I don't discredit this, was that Barbie gave her a really negative image of herself when she was growing up. And I told her, and this was before even seeing the movie, I said, I think the movie's going to address that. I think that that's all part of it.
1: It's Greta Gerwig, who's like very, very much a feminist. So I can't see her ignoring all the controversy of Barbie.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I hope the people, the naysayers who maybe weren't as into the whole Barbie of it all that's Mm -hmm. kind of taken over the world for the past few months, Mm -hmm. I hope that they maybe give it a chance and maybe kind of reconcile with their youth and their relationship to Barbie maybe it could change some people's minds which hopefully it does
1: that was kind of my experience actually because like I said like as a kid I was not into Barbie and then I was even more actively against it as a teen because I was like this is gross like why are we perpetuating this very thin very um unrealistic body that children are getting and especially as I was learning to be a teacher and studying to be a teacher There's this really sad research study of um, showing kids of any skin color, a white doll and a black doll. And when you ask the child, which one's the good doll, no matter what skin color they are, they will choose the white doll overwhelmingly. And they will say, that's the beautiful doll. That's the pretty doll. That's the good doll. And when there's a black doll, they will say, that's the evil doll. That's the mean doll. That's the doll that hurts other people. And it's even more disturbing when the child who's saying that has a darker skin tone. They're saying that about the doll that looks like them. So, especially as a teacher, I was like, wow, screw Barbie. <laughs> 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 screw dolls. <laughs> and then, because I love history, too, I watched, there's a Hulu documentary. Maybe it's just called Barbie. I'm not sure. But it's on the history of Barbie. And it really fascinated me. And I also took a class at New Paltz, so New Paltz, where I went to school, on I think it was called 21st Century American Girl Culture. And it just really introduced to me, like, how important Barbie was um, in showing girls women's bodies. And because originally, like, it was created by Ruth Handler and she had her daughter in mind, Barbara. And the doll Barbie was named Dr. Barbara. Um, and it was originally meant to empower girls and show them that Barbie can be an astronaut. And you can be an astronaut. Barbie can be a doctor. And you can be a doctor. And this is like, what, 1950s, 1960s, when mm-hmm. women weren't occupying all those occupations. Right. Um, so I kind of had a change of heart towards Barbie where I was thinking, well, maybe they haven't changed enough since then. Well Also, Barbie switched hands in the 80s and it became more about money than... Uh, style. My mom actually worked for Barbie and Mattel like nineteen eighty six she interned. I shouldn't mention that. Sophia um,
0: burying in the lead.
1: I know. (laughs) My mom went to a FIT and she interned for a summer in LA with Mattel and worked for Barbie. And she designed for them a stage manager Barbie. <laughs> like, she, was, she wasn't She an actress Barbie. She wasn't a going-to-the-theater Barbie, which when I Googled, that came up a lot. Um, but she designed a stage manager Barbie
0: where she manages
1: the theater. And you could buy these outfits for her and also buy, like, a theater for her, like, to be played within.
0: To manage? Yeah, to
1: manage. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it came to fruition. But my mom said right before she joined in 86 there was like a change of hands with Barbie. And I think that's when maybe Ruth left because there was like the tax evasion mm-hmm. um, complications. And mom said that when she went to Mattel, like all around her, there was all these designers that had all these gorgeous ideas of Barbie and very diverse and inclusive versions of Barbie. But the people owning Mattel were just not interested in new ideas. They wanted to see dollar signs. Yeah. Um. So I think my... My historical knowledge of Barbie kind of increased my interest for it and uh, appreciation for Barbie before I saw the movie. So
0: definitely, yeah. definitely, it's wild that right now with the actor strike and with the writer strike, I think like a stage manager Barbie would do very well. Would be
1: super super cool. I googled <laughs> yeah. it just in case, like years later, like it came to fruition. But I can't find a stage manager Barbie. Yeah, listeners, let me know if there's a stage manager Barbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, I guess growing up my mom didn't like foist feminine ideals on me in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But I was always really drawn to Barbie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I think it was just the fashion, maybe, of it all. Sure. But yeah, it's wild that you know, years later when we got older, I think the more harmful dolls are the Bratz dolls.
1: Oh, I couldn't stand
0: those as a kid. But I also thought those were kind of cool. But I thought they were so funny. ridiculous compared to Barbie. Like it made yeah. Barbie seem really natural. Yeah, the, and the real eyes. Oh my gosh,
1: saucer play eyes. <laughs> yes, about out of proportion bodies. Yes,
0: it like took the Disney Princess thing to the next yeah. level.
1: Well, they were almost like not even like people dolls at that point they were like animated characters pretty much definitely like they were so cartoonish
0: definitely especially because you know they had the movies that went alongside of the dolls themselves yeah 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 but then i also became really fascinated i was too old at the time i i shouldn't say that you're never too old for dolls never but i always had a strange fascination with the monster high dolls as well because i thought they were really cool and spooky As a fan of Halloween and fall and all of that, I was like, oh man, I wish these dolls existed when I was younger.
1: Yeah, they came out like just past my childhood. Like maybe when I was like in high school, I remember seeing them. So I was just a little too quote unquote old to play with dolls. Yeah. Um, But I was like, wow, these these." These ladies are interesting. <laughs> They're very
0: schmancy. They're cool. <laughs> There's a werewolf. There's yeah. a mummy.
1: Yeah. They had a brats like appearance. Yeah. For
0: sure. Definitely. Except, like, weirdly a little toned down, which is a wild thing to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since they are monsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. Another thing I love about Barbie is uh, one of my favorite drag queens, Trixie Mattel,
2: mm-hmm.
0: kind of takes the whole Barbie motif as well and kind of mm-hmm. deconstructs it for a drag audience. And. Yeah, I think it's so cool that all of these different people from all different walks of life have like kind of gone into Barbie and kind of like seen an identity there, but have kind of changed it for themselves.
2: Sure. Which is cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Sophia, do you have anything else to say? Non-spoilery? Cause I feel like there's a lot going on in this movie.
1: There is. And honestly, when I watched the movie, I was surprised by how much had already been kind of spoiled by like, I was really excited for this movie, so I watched, like, every trailer possible and, like, wow. saw all the posters and followed the Barbie social media, and I was, like, very excited, and there's so much in the movie that's already, like, in the trailers and already out there because the marketing was so aggressive mm-hmm. that I'll just wait until the spoiler section to talk about any of that.
0: Fair. Yeah, I did a fairly good job patting myself on the back that I really try well, I did to get into... <laughs> a a movie's advertising i think is very interesting and i'm fascinated and i like to study the marketing strategies but i think i really dipped out around the the viral hit of the pictures that say this barbie is whatever Mm -hmm. and people started really memifying that and i was like this is great and then two months before the movie came out i felt like they started releasing more trailers and more promo clips almost too much and I will say I followed it on Instagram. I followed Barbie the movie. Yeah. But every time I would see a clip, I was like, I'll just scroll past real fast. You're a bigger person than I. Because <laughs> so I was like, all right, now I'm at the point where now I am like so close to seeing it. Yeah. So yeah, I really tried to stay away, especially like the Ken's song was like thrown at me like left and right every single day of my life, and I and was I like, saw- I am not listening to this yet.
1: <laughs> and I saw yesterday, they just posted on Instagram, like, one of the ending scenes. And I was like, what are you doing? Wild. So I almost wish that listeners, like, if you haven't seen the Barbie movie yet and you're following them on Instagram, maybe mute them or something. Because they just started posting, like, ending scenes. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, if I hadn't seen the movie yet, I'd be really upset.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So, so yes. Marketing for Barbie. 90% great. 10% Stop posting endings. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
1: It was really beautiful. Really got me excited, but it was almost a little too much. I'm like, let let me see that later. Yeah. Let me see later.
0: (laughs) Save it. Save it. I don't need the taste anymore.
1: I'm going in for the full thing. I'm excited. There's already a nationwide shortage of Barbie pink. Yeah. I don't need to be more excited.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right, listeners. Well, we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we're getting in to spoilers.
1: Bye,
2: Barbie.
0: Bye, Barbie. (laughs) All right, listeners and Barbies. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. We're back. We're back with spoilers. We're going to talk about the actual specifics of the film, including plot, acting choices, Mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. So be prepared.
1: So excited to get into it.
0: (laughs) Yes. I, it's interesting. So I saw this movie on Thursday
1: early early screening
0: early early screening early bird special yeah (laughs) i mean i was very excited to see it and i also worked friday night so Mm -hmm. i was like gotta see it exactly exactly um and even since thursday listeners it is the monday following obviously we're posting it today Mm -hmm. you see it it's been like four days Mm -hmm. and i've been thinking about this movie a lot knowing that i was recording this podcast but also just thinking about it in general and i keep kind of going back and forth on what i think the movie was doing as a whole Mm -hmm. so i'm curious to get your opinion Mm -hmm. about the logistics and like if the movie really makes sense and it is it important that it does make sense Mm -hmm. you know
1: it was definitely more lighthearted than i thought it would be like i knew it would be like a fun flick but because it was greta gerwig i thought there would be Maybe a little bit of a deeper theme or mm-hmm. something um, that would make me think a little, a little more deeply about it than just patriarchy society and matriarchy society, which was cool. Um, and I did love the movie. Um, I did think it was going to go a little bit deeper, but I'm okay with that. Like, it's it was a fun movie. It was gorgeous. I loved that it balanced loving Barbie with addressing some of its issues, like when they freak out that Margot Robbie has cellulite is one of the <laughs> funniest things ever. And that,
0: one cellulite. One cellulite. <laughs> that, they,
1: they free, that, that's her motivation to like get into the real world is oh my goodness, God forbid, I have cellulite.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that, even that joke alone, plays into my somewhat confusion, and the mm-hmm. confusion is only there if you need it to be deep or if you need it to make sense. But yeah, I always... Caught myself wondering, how do the Barbies have a concept of even what this is?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, how do they have the knowledge to even know what cellulite is? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And why would they be affected? I mean, I guess they're plastic, quote unquote plastic. So, I mean, any type of imperfection would seem odd to them, Mm -hmm. considering they are, you know, completely smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, little moments like that definitely made me take pause just for a moment to think, like, what are the mechanics of this world? How do the Barbies get information? Because clearly, the whole crux of the film is that stereotypical Barbie, played mm-hmm. by Margot Robbie, I love that she keeps saying, and "That's her name." I'm stereotypical, stereotypical Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. Um, I love that the whole crux is that she starts feeling signs of depression because the person who is playing with her um, is starting to have these feelings. I also think it's odd that a grown woman didn't have these feelings before.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: it just seems like a little weird to me that the things are happening when they're happening, but I know it's this is the movie. This is like the plot of the movie. Sure. And I think it's like pretty strong overall. Oh yeah. But yeah, I just wondered like so none of the other Barbies have ever had an experience like this, I guess except for that one Skipper that up. <laughs>
1: we don't talk about Midge. And we don't talk about <laughs>
0: Midge. The whole time I was like, are we going to see Midge have the baby? Because that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so outside of the grand mechanics of the film. Yeah. Of how the Barbies receive information from the quote unquote real world. I, I mostly had a really good time with this movie. But there were just a few instances where it kind of took me out a little bit. I was like, wait a
1: minute. And you're right. Because they show, like, a big part of it's how diverse the bodies are. And there's different types that you wouldn't see in a normal store. Like, there's larger Barbies. There's thin Barbies. I love the dancing wheelchair Barbie. Yeah. And then at the same time, like, they freak out when you see cellulite. <laughs> so it's like. Wait. (laughs) Or flat feet. Flat Flat feet!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, again, like, the flat feet thing is really funny. It's so funny. But instead of it being like, cellulite, what is this? They're like, cellulite, I know what this is. This is bad. It's bad.
1: (laughs) It's very interesting. Like, what's the line?
0: (laughs) What's the line here? And how do they get this information? Bodies can
1: look different, but not different in this way.
0: Right. Right. It's very weird. 'Cause also America Ferreira's character, as a mom, hmm. I'd imagine she probably has cellulite and she's had cellulite for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who aren't moms, myself included. I got cellulite, cellulite. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it's a weird thing that like this Barbie was just figuring out about it now, or she's the first Barbie to ever figure out about it, except maybe Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie seems like she's the most knowledgeable Barbie of, of them all. Weird Barbie but rocks. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> Kate McKinnon for that role is Always perfect. No split. Always in a split. Um, Did you see the movie Bombshell? Yes. Okay. So, listeners, Bombshell came out four years ago at this point. Um,
1: Definitely during Trump era.
0: Yeah. Slight spoiler. Well, definitely a spoiler for Bombshell. So, fast forward ten seconds. But I loved seeing Margot and Kate together because they play a couple in Bombshell. Mm. And to get to see them act again in Barbie – was really fun, and
1: it didn't feel like an accident that. Well, I mean, she's a blonde in many other movies too, but it was very interesting. Like that's a very obviously blonde-centered movie, Bombshell, and also this movie where she plays a bombshell. She's stereotypical Barbie,
0: <laughs> stereotypical
1: <laughs> so bombshell, bombshell. Yeah, during the movie, Barbie for like, sure,
0: blonde bombshell. Especially when you get into the world of Mattel, the real world, and it's just a boardroom full of men. Just Will Ferrell. Just Will. Ferrell. <laughs> I thought his character was so interesting. Yeah. There wasn't like any negative or like malice in his intentions. He actually seemed like an airhead, but that he was kind of well-meaning. It was it was strange. <laughs>
1: yeah, he he was interesting. But it was kind of interesting, like, when, at the meeting, he was like, we're a very diverse company. We've had two, I think, (laughs) female CEOs at some point.
0: (laughs) We had one at this point, and then I think we had another. (laughs) Yeah. His his
1: rant during that felt like the Bo Burnham inside, like, the ad for, like, the companies trying to advertise their diversity and inclusivity. But they're all straight white men.
0: (laughs) For sure. Yeah, we had some laughs and some groans. When the one vested employee from Mattel, Mm. who's like from the lower levels and the cubicles, when he says, I'm a man with no power. Does this make me a woman? Uh, We're like, oh, God. yeah, Greta and Noah, we get it.
1: That was an ouch.
0: It was an ouch. Like, it was kind of funny, but also it was like, you flew too close to the truth.
1: In the heart. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling being praised as a man. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about that? That, was, that was a deeper point to me that I really enjoyed when they come out and they're, like, they're brilliant roller skates that I'd already seen so many times in the trailers. Um, it was really amazing. Just the subtle way they did it. But it was so well done where they're in their bright, extremely fluorescent roller skate outfits and Margot Robbie is being catcalled and stared at and slapped slapped yeah and meanwhile everyone is like oh ryan you look great and all the guys are like wow you're so confident and then the gay guys like you go yeah and it's just really interesting they're literally in the exact same outfit but he's the confident one and she's the
0: the object the
1: object yeah. yeah
0: as if she has like no uh sense of motive for her own dress sense at all yeah yeah
1: Oh, and I love, this has always bothered me in real life when I see a men working construction sign. It drives me insane. So the fact that it was in the movie made me so happy. The fact that they put a woman working sign, a women working sign in Barbie land. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm not the only one who's been bothered by this. And then they showed the men working sign and oh my God, the Supreme Court hmm <laughs> The Supreme Court billboard where was, was Miss America pageant? <laughs> yeah, it's like Miss Universe. <laughs> oh my
0: god. She was like, Oh, they look so great. <laughs> it was
1: so funny. And they were like, what are they like swimsuits I don't yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so when they get into the real world, mm-hmm. it is really great. Cause yeah, it's it's funny. I did not see myself going into the Barbie movie and then immediately identifying with Ken. I didn't realize yeah. that that was going to be such a good switch mm-hmm. with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I do love when he's just walking down the street and he was like, oh, I'm just like appreciated just for being me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. this is the fun part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the fun point that it's trying to make. His obsession with horses. <laughs> I thought the patriarchy was mostly about horses. And then when I found out it wasn't, I wasn't as interested <laughs>
1: For a second, I wondered if those books he was taking out were real. Oh. Like, I wasn't sure. Like, I would love to know if those were, like, real book titles when he's taking out the ones that I don't know exactly what they said. But something along the lines of Men and Horses or Men Rule the World. I was like, I wonder if they're actually, like, real titles that she stole from somewhere, maybe. I would not be surprised. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was... Really impressed with the amount of time that they spent in Barbie land and the mm-hmm. amount of time in the real world. Because once they get to the real world, you kind of think they're just going to be there for a long time. And then yeah. they're not. And they yeah. go back to Barbie land, which is fun. Yeah.
1: And they go back to Ken land.
0: Ken land. Kingdom dom <laughs> land. Ken, ken land What was the name <laughs> of this house? Ken- Castle? Mojo- Ken Casa mojo dojo house
1: Ken Kasa mojo dojo house I think so. Ken mojo, mojo dojo mojo dojo Kasa Kasa house. house there mojo Kasa we go. Mojo Kasa house great. It's more than Kenuff.
0: <laughs> Mattel should sell that <laughs> sure. um they they did sell the this is Kenuff sweatshirt, and they sold out they sold out mm-hmm.
1: I know you could pre-order it.
0: They sold out of the pre-orders? I don't know. If you go on oh, yes. com, you're welcome, Mattel. We're advertising for you. <laughs> um, if you go to that website, yeah, they have a lot of This Is Canuff merchandise. But I one of them sweatshirt. being the sweatshirt that says sold out. So I don't know. Maybe they're just not taking any more orders for it. I'd love to have that sweatshirt. It looks so comfortable.
1: It does. It's like the fluffy kind.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never had a fluffy sweatshirt like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, That'd be my first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah Again, another instance where the marketing Is on point
1: The marketing of this movie is just unending
0: <laughs> Definitely, definitely
1: And I mentioned in the non-spoiler section That now in the Instagram They're showing the endings They're showing the fight scene between the Kens It's like on their Instagram And I'm like, why are you showing this? Like, it's one of the highlights for me of the movie That I didn't see before <laughs>
0: Yeah, they actually use a snippet of the Ken fight scene on the beach mm-hmm. in the trailer. In, like, the first trailer. Oh, okay. I missed it. And so, yeah, I think you're led to believe from watching the trailer that maybe it's just, like, a fun little romp part and not, like, a very crucial scene of the film. Mm-hmm. Where, it like, kind of takes a whole turn after mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they would post that. But What did
1: you think of the musical number slash not even a fight scene
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i was really really glad it was just fun to see ken in the real world see a clip from greece and then for that to pay off later in the movie they're all in black shirts (laughs) yes and just dancing together so great and they decide to hold hands at the end Mm -hmm. yeah that was probably one of the best parts of the movie
1: yeah it's my ideal form of masculinity (laughs) Agreed.
0: song and dance
1: yeah, And when Ryan Gosling was kissed on each cheek by, by two different cans and he just kind of giggles. Yeah. My friends were like, that's a real giggle.
0: Oh, <laughs> that definitely. <wasn't> acting. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I think we say this a lot on this podcast, but yeah, it's great to watch a movie where you can look at the people and you think, like, everyone had a great time oh, on the set. It seems like. Fingers seems crossed. Um, and yeah, I just think that type of vibe being facilitated by a woman is no surprise.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure. You
0: know, but yeah, I, I loved that scene. I love how it mirrored the, the beginning scene with Barbie and her dance party, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. I like that there are a lot of mirrors in this movie. I do think it's getting some criticism that it features Ken too much, a movie about women really? spending too much time talking about the men. But I think these people just did not get the point of the movie. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> if that's the case. Because, yeah, my only critique of the film was that at the very end, hmm, well, I was about to say that at the very end, I didn't quite like it that, like, the Barbies still somewhat were suppressing the Kens instead of meeting them a little bit more on even ground. Yeah, I agree with that. But does that make me, as a woman, being conditioned to think, like, we have to make space for everyone and we're uncomfortable with taking space for ourselves? Is that part of my toxic femininity coming out? I don't think that's
1: toxic. I think it's one of your quality. Like, we wish that at the end it came out more even. Because right. at the very start it was a matriarchy, and then it became a patriarchy, and then kind of wish it was met in the middle.
0: Instead of kind of going Go back. back. to
1: matriarchy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It seemed a little confusing at the end to me.
1: And I'll admit my bias. Like, would I mind a matriarchy? No. But
0: no. No. <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I was thinking that was where it was heading Where it was showing like, oh, we don't need to have more than We don't need to have a majority gender We can find a place, we can make a world where there's space for everyone And maybe they didn't quite reach that
0: Yeah, I don't think they did No, I think stereotypical Barbie, our protagonist Mm. She does Mm. I think she gets to that point And she has that breakthrough In realizing like, I am Barbie but I need to find out who Barbie is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Ken also has that breakthrough. Like, you're right. I am Ken. And I can be Ken without Barbie. I'm Knuff. I am Knuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so those two personal characters seem to kind of get there. But maybe not Barbie Land as a whole. Which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think movies can exist, obviously, past the end of the film. Sure. That's what makes it feel like more of like a real, lived-in world. Sure. But yeah.
1: Yeah, it Was it felt a little strange when they really the matriarchy Barbies had to kind of trick the Kens into kind of taking the world back. Yeah. It felt a little, I was a little on edge about that. It's like, is this, is this really what we're trying to get at? Where we have to, like, steal the power back and that's the happy ending?
0: Right. Right. Instead of education, it was subterfuge.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah. They kind of had tricked trick them into fighting to take over.
0: Yeah. I mean, very funny plot to see played out.
1: Oh, it was. But sure.
0: not... Not the best message to send, but I guess Maybe you also if PG 13. Maybe. <laughs> but I also I think they understand that their audience is probably going to have conversations like these. Yeah. And not think that the movie is dense enough to not think that this is also part of the conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: What did you think of Alan?
0: Oh, I love Alan. <laughs> yeah, seeing the promo pictures with Michael Sarah. At the very beginning, I was like, oh, that's fun, because he looks just like
1: him. <laughs> he does! Yeah. And when I first saw the trailers, I thought Alan was going to be a villain, because they show, like, it's a little creepy, like on the beach, and they're like, hi, Barbie, hi, Barbie, hi, Ken, hi, Ken, and they do that a hundred times, and it's like, hi, Alan, and he just kind of waves awkwardly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that guy's definitely gonna kill someone. And he did! So <laughs> maybe he's the villain of the movie. But I thought it was so cute. Like, the theater was just in love with him when there was all these emotional scenes and it cut to Alan just, like, single tear. Like, he was such a sweetheart. Yeah. But he also murdered people. Like, <laughs> he he was the person that killed, like, he went, he went all over a rampage. Like, no one at the beach actually killed each other. They were, like, giving noogies and... Nah, he took people down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do love the scene with the people with the real world. And they're like, are these real weapons? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there have been um, a lot of conservative groups, obviously, like, rallying against this movie, you know, saying it's too homosexual. But it's just funny to me that, like, a movie about dolls and fake dolls, that, like, things that we project things onto, Mm -hmm. especially dolls with such a high sense of, like, fashion. Mm -hmm. It's like, these dolls are camp. You know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I loved all of the the beach you off scenes and
1: They're very good at beach.
0: They're very good at beach. (laughs) That was probably my favorite recurring joke throughout the movie is I'm not even good at beach here. (laughs) Like
1: I could beat you. I could beat you. You can't beat yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh so funny. So what is your job? Some people think it's lifeguard, but they're wrong.
1: (laughs) It's just beach. And when he tries to get a lifeguard job in the real world, oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I I thought Alan was a good foil for all of that going on. I thought mm-hmm. he was a good go between.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if you're supposed to read anything more into his character at all, other than just he's Alan.
1: He's Alan. Yeah, I don't know. Alan is Alan. Midge is Midge.
0: Yeah, Midge is Midge. <laughs> Poor Midge.
1: I love when they made fun of her at the end. <laughs> or Will Ferrell, like Midge sneaks up behind him.
0: And yes. He goes. <gasps> I thought we discontinued. <laughs> I thought you were
1: discontinued. You. <laughs> And she's kind (laughs) of (laughs) like,
0: Well, it's so funny because, yeah, in the the realm of Barbie land, it seems like any toy that's being played with exists there. Mm -hmm. So someone's still playing with Midge out there. She might be discontinued, but someone's still using her.
1: I know you mentioned that you pretend like your Barbies have like relationships. I know my Polly Pockets, they were always pregnant. Oh, (laughs) When I was playing with my dolls, I loved pregnancy stories. Yeah. So I was wondering if like that's part of it. Like they, they saw little girls like making their dolls, like, into women or, like, being pregnant. And maybe that's why, like, Midge was a thing, because they were showing that pregnant bodies exist. And so maybe there is someone out there playing with a Midge.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the whole opening of the movie, like, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, with all the little girls playing with the dolls and being Mm -hmm. moms to the dolls, Mm -hmm. that whole commentary at the beginning of the movie was, like, the perfect way to set the tone. So good. to deconstruct because yes you also were very into pregnancy stories i don't know Mm -hmm. if you were more like a mom caretaker or if you were just into the pregnancy of it all i think i was a
1: caretaker type play play kid where i loved like having dolls that were my babies or loved like the idea of a doll taking care of her baby and yeah and when i saw that beginning sequence it felt like full circle like because i learned a new pulse about like the culture of girls, and how when Barbie came to be, like, that's what happened. Like, they had all these babies, and they were raised that dolls were, like, their caretakers, and the dolls were the ways, were how girls, like, uh, learned how to be a mom and take care of something. And then Barbie, this, well, they make her, like, 20 feet tall in the movie, but she suddenly comes out as this sexy woman who has breasts and long legs and... She just was a revolution. Yes. <laughs> kind of redefined play.
0: Definitely. And will probably continue to do so. Yeah. This movie has only reignited the legacy of Barbie. Mm-hmm. It's wild.
1: I should check out Mattel's stocks. I wonder if there's like a giant, <laughs> giant acceleration.
0: <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. They must be That's doing great. Yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Selling Definitely. All those bar- i mean—in the theater, like they were selling Barbies. They were selling the Margot Robbie Barbies
0: with the plaid. What a dream to be made into a Barbie!
1: Yeah. How fun! I remember when the Little Mermaid came out. There was a Little Mermaid Barbie that came out to look like—was the name of the actress that played her in the recent one?
0: Uh, Haley Bailey.
1: Haley. Haley Bailey. Yeah, they made. I'm, they made um a little mermaid of her, and Haley Bailey was playing with it, and she was like, "This is so exciting. Like I wish I had a black mermaid doll when I was a little girl, so it's just so powerful when they make more inclusive dolls, and girls can see themselves in their stories and their imaginations it's It's really beautiful,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seeing the representation for sure, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I also loved." All of the Kens as well. Like, the casting in this movie with the Barbies, with Hari Neff and, and Issa And, yeah, all of those were great. And then seeing, like, Gatwa and Simu Liu as Kens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great cast.
1: I had never seen a Ken doll that wasn't white. I don't think I still have seen a Ken doll that wasn't white. I always picture, like, the Ken, like, that you've seen Toy Story. Like, yes. the built man he's white he has the jacked abs they usually picture like brown hair yeah so it was really amazing that they showed kens like different body shapes different skin tones different personalities it was a lot of fun
0: definitely a lot of fun yeah yeah i felt very attacked because a lot of the music that the kens liked that were supposedly bad music i'm like gosh <laughs> turn it i like this music <laughs> you're like i like
1: beer <laughs> yeah i like beer <laughs> I, I thought horses
0: <laughs> what's going on
1: <laughs> it seemed like in the Kenland patriarchy it was everything that would be in a beer commercial but guns
0: yes <laughs> you were so right
1: right like yeah. it was everything but guns it was beer it was women with high skirts and high shorts it was horses cars yeah. were different but no machinery yes <laughs> and I mean- archery
0: that's true. They had archery. With suction cups. They did,
1: they did. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I actually really liked the whole idea of once Ken, our favorite Ken.
1: Gosling <laughs> Ken.
0: Uh, comes back from the real world and starts executing his version of the patriarchy. I love that it kind of seemed unhinged, like a teenager finally getting to decorate his own room. It was, yeah. Or like a college dorm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because it did... I think speak volumes to the fact that women sometimes don't get the choice to really age beyond that like fantasy version of what a woman should be. Mm -hmm. Cause I think men are given the grace to kind of like age out of like college and to mature both like physically, but also emotionally, financially, Mm -hmm. you know, seen in the career world. But women are kind of like held to the standard of like your early twenties Like, God forbid you look older than that. God forbid you get any sense of power. Like, we're kind of trapped in that era. So, the fact that, like, Ken came back from the real world and then was trapped in that era Mm
2: -hmm.
0: was really, really funny to me.
1: I thought in the real world he was going to actually get a job as a CEO. (laughs) I thought that was actually going to happen. They were going to make fun of that. Like, he was just going to show up in a suit and be like, I can do this. I'm a man. And I really thought they were going to be like, okay, shakes hands. (laughs) Yeah. I thought he was really going to get a job or become a doctor just because he said he wanted to be. And it was going to make fun of how you can just be a ideal version of a gender and get a position as something. Yeah. That would have been a cool point to make.
0: I agree. I agree. That. Kind of speaks to, I think, the little bit of, like, questionable duality that the Mm -hmm. film kind of presents. Mm -hmm. Because it is saying that in the real world, being a man, you do get these opportunities. But then they do shut down Ken. But I don't know if they're trying to say that because the Kens in Barbie land are essentially the women in our real world. If it was basically just saying, like, well, Ken's a woman in the real world.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: He's not really a man. He's just men. A man in appearance, but he's still kind of a woman. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there are like pockets of this movie where all of a sudden I start thinking about it a little bit more. I'm like, were they trying to say that? It was the movie's is deeper
1: it? than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm starting to think about it more and it's, it's so well done.
0: Very well done. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, I think surface level and even slightly deeper than surface level It's still just like Kind of a fluffy movie Oh sure A lot of fun So many laughs nothing wrong with that Nothing wrong with that at all But I do think it has These like weird Deep pockets of like Hmm Let's think about this some more
1: And they mentioned Ruth Handler's tax evasion (laughs) That was the When I saw the old woman, I was like, oh, my God, is it Ruth? And then she says, like, bye, Ruth. And I'm like, oh, that's Ruth. And then they came at the end. And I'm, like, thinking, well, this movie is so intertwined with Mattel. They're probably not going to address the fact that I think she was, like, kicked off Mattel, like, for her financial issues. And then she's like, I did tax evasion. I'm like, oh, okay. We are addressing that. <laughs> I can imagine, like, Mattel in a the theater, like... Twirling their thumbs and looking side to side awkwardly, (laughs) watching the movie. (laughs)
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't shy away. Yeah, Freda
1: Gerwig was not going to shy away from the criticisms of Mattel. Uh Uh-uh. I love
0: that. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I'm, I'm sure maybe as the historian that you are, I was told this afterwards because I didn't realize this, but the woman on the bench, going to say that, yeah, that Barbie tells she's beautiful to is Barbara.
1: Oh no! It's not Barbara. Oh, who it's is Anne it? Ro- It's Anne Roth.
0: Oh, yeah. Someone told me it was Barbara. I. That's
1: what people first thought, and okay. I read that people thought it was going to be Barbara, but it wasn't. It's like some famous. Maybe you already know her name, but I. There's a whole New York Times article on her that's absolutely fascinating. She's like the oldest woman to have ever won an Oscar. I think. I think she won one like a year ago or so. She's, like, this really famous, like, Hollywood, like, costume designer, and she was apparently, like, really good friends with Greta Gerwig. I love it. And they just kind of put her into the movie. Oh, I love it. (laughs) And it made my friend cry when they had that scene where Barbie's like, you're beautiful. And she goes, I know. My friend was in tears.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because in Barbie world, Barbie land... I don't think they've ever seen, like, an older person, right? Like, they have no concept of age. She's got cellulite, probably. She probably does. She has more than one cellulite. She has some wrinkles at age, (laughs) ninety something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It is a very sweet and touching moment. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, and this is definitely, like, end of the movie, but Mm -hmm. how did you feel about that whole transition scene with Barbie choosing to become human?
1: I was kind of talking with my friends that we're kind of hoping there would be a sequel, because, and I'm usually not someone to say that for movies, like, I like movies as they are, I don't expect a sequel, but, like, at the end when she visits the gynecologist and gets excited, like, we were talking, like, (laughs) is she gonna pee for the first time and freak out? Like... She's going to have periods now. Like, she's going to a gynecologist. I'm assuming she has a female reproductive system. It'd be really cool to see a sequel where she's finally learning, like, what it's like to have a woman's body and be treated with a woman's body. And I think that would be a really cool addition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. But yeah, I agree with you. Is it more interesting just to think about, or would it be fun to see that realized? I
1: think it could be done in a really fun way. Yeah. Same as this movie.
0: Yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, I just thought that ending was so interesting. I mean, A, we have Barbie Land coming into the real world. I love that they never really over-explain that. They're just like, you just do this, you're on the jet ski, then you're on a boat. And you go, you, know, you fly, <laughs> you walk, you bike. And you're there, yeah. And then you're there. And, and then reverse. Then, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a perfect amount of explanation. Yeah, it's so imaginative. Yeah. But yeah, I love this whole concept that, you know, of course, they didn't go like the Toy Story route or, you know, Indian in the Cupboard route. Like they went this, these dolls are life size Mm -hmm. and there's no discrepancy there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I didn't really see at the end that Barbie would have a choice on whether she wants to go back to just like living in this idyllic situation or choosing to have human emotions. And Mm -hmm. it was cool to see that transition. Mm -hmm.
1: I'm just realizing it's kind of like Elf.
0: Yeah, with
1: Will Farrell's like he's suddenly like he's just going through the North Pole and he's in New York and he's oh, kind yes. of deciding whether or not he wants to like be with the humans or go back to the imaginary world or a little bit of both. Hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Well, this movie had so many like weird little tie-ins because again, having Will Ferrell in a movie about toys, it's just like the Lego movie where you find out that like the Legos are being played with by Will Ferrell's son.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And he's like learning to love toys. Mm -hmm. It's like Will Ferrell's just like in this wheelhouse right now. He's
2: a
1: toy guy. He's a toy guy.
0: (laughs) Just let him be a toy guy. (laughs) And then I also felt like at the end of this movie, where Barbie says, "I'm not in love with you, Ken. Not like that." It felt mm-hmm. very like Joe March to me from Little Women.
1: Yeah. You're which, right. you know,
0: Greta Gerwig just brought that on over. She was like, you know, I'm tired of women having to have an ending where they end up with the man. Like
1: That felt very Greta Gerwig.
0: Yeah. And I love that. Me too. But
1: also that it was so it wasn't even subtle. Like they were saying it very overtly, like, Nope, this woman is not gonna end up with a guy. She doesn't have to.
0: Mm-hmm. And it didn't even really seem like any of the other Barbie Ken relationships seemed really romantic either. Mm-hmm. There was that The one Barbie and Ken friendship that seemed like they were just, like, best gal pals. And then all of the rest of them, they were kind of paired off, but not really. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I liked it. I did, too. I like that there's a movie about men and women, and it's not, like, romantic.
1: And, you know, I'm just realizing, in the Barbie world, they weren't men and women. Like, they never said, like, you're a man, you're a woman. It was Barbies and Kens. And they didn't have, like, reproductive systems. They didn't have... They were dolls. They were dolls. And they were Barbies and Ken's.
0: <laughs> they were boyfriend-girlfriend, but they don't know what they're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll go to each other's houses. They don't know why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I loved the line at the end, like, every night didn't have to be girls' night. <laughs>
1: yeah. So cute. Every night doesn't have to be Ken's night.
0: Yeah. Guy's night. Guy's night. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why I wonder if, like, the Allen of it all is, like, a little bit more, like, metatextual than what... It is on the surface. Mm. You know, like if he's like an in between, you know? Hard to say. Yeah. But then there's a midge and there's sco- this so, a midge. Yeah, then how is
1: midge pregnant?
0: Right. I'm so confused now. She, she was oh, built that
1: way. <laughs> she was built pregnant. She's <laughs> eternally pregnant. She's
0: eternally That's pregnant. It's awful. <laughs> Extremely awful. To be
1: eternally nine months pregnant. <laughs>
0: and if they have the concept of vomiting, which they do. Oh my goodness, you're Can right. you imagine? <laughs> oh my goodness. Poor Midge. <laughs> and she has to live in like that little tree house <laughs> on the smallest plot of yeah. land in Barbie land. Oh
1: my goodness. Justice for Midge. <laughs> Justice
0: for Midge. Does Midge have healthcare? Does she need help? <laughs> I think she needs a lot of help. But yeah, I love too that they cast Emerald Fennel in that role for Midge. I think that's great.
1: All the casting was so great. Yeah, John Cena as a mermaid. Oh my gosh, what a nice surprise!
0: <laughs> I that's think so good. My favorite stunt casting is uh, Daddy Ken or whatever they were calling him. Sure. He he's not sugar daddy. He's just Daddy Ken. Oh yeah, who has the yeah. the pet? And then
1: he was a real he was a real Ken. I didn't even know that yes. until the, I saw that in the credits like they were showing the real Barbies. I'm like, oh my goodness, there was a real sugar daddy Ken. Yes,
0: <laughs> but yeah, that actor, his name is Rob Brydon. Okay, and he's a British comedian, and he is great. And I've loved him for a long time. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they put Rob Brydon. He's a Ken. He's a Ken now. <laughs> he's <is> Ken. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, I think we both really enjoyed the movie. Mm. And I'll be reading a lot of things about it. I tried to steer away from reading reviews of this movie until we, like, really got on here to, like, suss things out.
1: I highly recommend yeah. the New York Times article on, I believe her name Her name is Anne Roth. It's really fascinating. Like, she was interviewed after being a part of the movie and just kind of going through her, like, life history and all the movies she's worked on and... She's, like, a very low-key person, even though she has, like, she has, like, a little subtle bookshelf that has, like, Oscars and all these awards on it. And the New York Times reporter said they had, like, salmon and corn salad for lunch, and it was very low-key, and she doesn't want to be praised. She's just very humble, and she just seems like a really awesome lady. And I'm so glad they had a little cameo of her on the bus bench.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really cute. Really well done.
1: Really fascinating lady.
0: Yeah. I love that, too, though. It kind of, like, provides, like, an air of mystery to the film. Like, mm-hmm. I think people with Oppenheimer are going to become very invested in, like, learning more. Mm-hmm. If the movie doesn't tell them enough, mm-hmm. they'll go down, like, a rabbit hole. But hopefully Barbie does the same thing yeah. for women, you know?
1: And Barbie is, since it's more abstract, there's more things, I think, that there's more opinions you can find on it. More different interpretations than Oppenheimer. Right. I did love Oppenheimer though. Maybe a little more than Barbie. Though I did like Barbie. <laughs> I mean I'm a history I'm a sucker for a history and, and stories, so I love history things, but Oppenheimer was really good. Highly recommend.
0: Yeah. Excited.
1: Three hours flew by.
0: It's what you want to hear. hmm Yeah.
1: Especially in AMC and I saw Barbie in AMC too. It was such a nice theater. It was so nice. I for, I'm used to going to Regal all the time, so I forget how nice AMC is.
0: <laughs> and Burn then, Regal.
1: <laughs> so then I go like to like I'm like oh my god, there's a button. There's buttons for the seats, and I press the button, and I'm like my mouth is like my jaws dropped. <laughs> my friends are like you you good? And I'm like this seat is amazing. <laughs> it's so Stretched comfortable, out, like cash, and also the best part. <laughs> not only does it recline. But there's still like a foot of space between the next row. Right. So if you show up and everyone's already in their seats, you're not like and everyone's reclined, you're not like fighting past knees and banging into everyone as you go. Like there's so much room. It's the
0: best. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Loved it.
0: It's good. Mm-hmm. I might go down to the Palisades AMC in Nyack because it's an IMAX theater. Mm-hmm. So I might do that for Oppenheimer.
1: Oppenheimer's we'll a big screen movie. For right? sure,
0: because it's where I saw Dune. That was good
1: Oppenheimer is for sure A big screen movie Mm -hmm. It would not be the same On a TV Or small screen Oh I can't
0: imagine It's
1: an experience Yeah And I'm usually not Into Christopher Nolan Oh okay Believe it or not
0: (laughs) The truth comes out
1: I know Like (laughs) Every time I watch A Christopher Nolan movie I want to love it But it just Gets Long for me And I get a little bored The Dark Knight I'm only interested When the Joker's on the screen <laughs> And there's so many Christopher Nolan movies Where I'm like Oh my god Like it's pretty But when's it gonna end? <laughs> but I was never bored During Oppenheimer It just kept going It was That's great
0: good. Have you seen The Prestige?
1: No That's okay. a new one mm-hmm.
0: okay. That's my favorite Of his
1: What's it about? Is it history? One too?
0: It is Well it is a period piece Okay but not history, per se. Hmm. Um, fictional characters. But it's about two magicians who are trying to out-magician each other. <laughs> and it's Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale.
1: Oh, that sounds fun.
0: And it's got a really cool twist. It's it's great. It's got David Bowie in it as Tesla. I'm going to
1: have to try that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good. And Michael Caine's in it. Like, yeah, it's good. Scarlett Johansson. And yeah, it's good. Good. It's my favorite, for sure
1: Does it have a ticking noise in the background? A lot of his movies have a ticking noise.
0: It's true A lot of his movies do have ticking noises yeah. in the background Um, no, I don't think so
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just something I've noticed Every time I see a Nolan movie There's some kind of, like, boom, boom in the background That's, like, building intensity
0: Yeah, there are some mechanical sounds But Only in <laughs> a few scenes And I don't want to go any further than that <laughs> Uh, But it is an earlier of his film, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. (laughs) But yeah, just to uh, get back to Barbie really quickly, Mm -hmm. I think my favorite thing about the whole Barbie movie, other than the jokes, which were great, Mm -hmm. and the fashion, of course, um, is I loved, while America Ferrera's rant at, like, the climax of the film is very powerful, it's nothing that women have never thought of. So at a point, it was kind of like, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: all right, like, I think your audience who is here watching this movie maybe doesn't need to hear all of this, but it definitely is important. But at a certain point, it was like, all right, now are we coming up? It's a terrible line that you have to balance as a woman. Like, we're angry, but we have to come across as not being angry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was an intense scene because it went for a long time while she's talking about all of the pitfalls of being a woman. But what I really loved was that she finally got to the point where she says, "Why can't we have a Barbie that's just a woman? Like, why do women always have to be striving for greatness? Why does she always have to be a president? Why does she always have to be a scientist? You know, why does she always have to have like a title attached to her name? Why can't she just be a woman?" And I was like, "I felt that way my entire life. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. why do I have to be like considered only?" you know, successful if my name is attached to some title, mm-hmm. which is wild.
1: I absolutely felt that. Like, I've always been like, I need to get good grades. I'm I'm definitely a workaholic at home, as my partner DJ is well aware. Like, I work so hard and I'm always trying to, like, be on top and, like, do my best, to be the best educator I can, be a good history teacher. I'm in grad school now and it's taking everything out of me. <laughs> So I think I really want to get a sweatshirt that says I am enough." So as a little reminder to myself that I am doing my best and I don't need to be the absolute best at everything to be a good person, to right. be enough, to be a woman. Um, yeah, I really liked when she said that. I really felt that too. And I also 1000% agree that the rant felt like a little much. It felt like it would be mind blowing to someone who's like never been a feminist and has like never felt the feelings of a woman and couldn't contemplate like, oh my goodness, women can feel different things at once and feel the struggles of society. Mind blow. <laughs> right. right. I think that maybe, maybe men in the audience would have gotten more out of it than, than the women. So I'm glad it was said. But yeah, it did feel a little... Yeah, we know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a tough line because I do think, especially with social media and the way algorithms work, Mm -hmm. you and I probably exist in a very similar social media bubble where we see a lot of the same commentary and critique because we probably follow similar types of people.
1: I'd say we're both fairly educated on social issues for women.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we're a little inundated Mm -hmm. with it, but Mm -hmm. not saying that's a bad thing. But, but yeah, it's. It was just a bit much for a spell. But then it made me question, like, why do I think this is a bit much? So, -hmm. yeah, I really liked the whole thought process of, like, dealing with your emotion firsthand, but then wondering why you felt that way.
1: And it's also a PG-13 movie. So maybe there is some young high schooler at that movie who's never heard anything like that before. Or a young person in the audience who's never thought about that before. That maybe, you know... As, as the mother has, like, she thinks about that all the time. But then there's the daughter character who's like, oh, my goodness, like, my mom's a person. Like, my mom, like, feels pressures um, from her, from society on her as a woman, as a mother, as a older woman. So maybe it's kind of an awakening for younger women in the audience, younger people in the audience. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Definitely. Well, do you have any closing thoughts on things that we didn't talk about?
1: I think we pretty much covered it. I love the movie. I definitely recommend it to other people. I think it's really enjoyable. It's a fun time. It's gorgeous. I think they definitely deserve some Oscars for the costumes, the sets. They're absolutely impeccable.
0: I agree. Yeah, watching the movie is like an endorphin rush. For sure. Like, if you're in a bad mood, pop on Barbie. Like, you don't even really have to think about it so, so much. Just watching it. Yeah. It's like candy for your eyes it is great
1: it's eye candy yeah (laughs) watch that or bbc pride prejudice
0: oh yes (laughs) if you want to feel sad i guess
1: (laughs) that's like these are the different like mood swings (laughs) if you're in a barbie mood or if you need bbc pride prejudice
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah funny little real world shout outs that Mm -hmm. they had in this Mm -hmm. yeah you were talking earlier that you kind of wished that maybe Kendom Land would have had some, like, Transformers and some other, like, male-oriented toys. Yeah. And it would have been kind of fun to see maybe some real-world footage of, like, boys playing with dolls. Because you only got girls playing with dolls. Yeah.
1: What if you got Transformers or Star Wars or more stereotypically masculine toys that started to take over the
0: Kingdom? Yeah. Kenland. Yeah. <laughs> or even just seeing maybe a few... Boys or boy coded, you know, children playing with even the Barbies instead of just seeing girls playing with the Barbies. But
1: maybe the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could have joined the beach fight scene. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> beach some Kens off. We could,
1: like, break break uh, time continuums and all these cartoon characters flood the beach and <laughs> have different gender stereotypes.
0: Oh yeah, that would have been funny.
1: Betty Boob. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Strawberry Shortcake. Strawberry Shortcake.
0: <laughs> Peppermint Rose. Oh my
1: goodness. Yeah.
0: They would have been great. Yeah. Awesome. I think we've kind of reached a natural conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening to this Barbie Hot Take. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, thank you so much, but you are probably aware that we have other podcasts available to you. If you go to storyscreenpresents.com, you'll find all of the helpful links that can guide you to all of our articles, reviews, other podcasts as well. And if you scroll to the bottom of the page you'll see all of those fun little icons so you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And make sure you sign up to our newsletter Um, that would be the best way for you to get all of the fun upcoming things if you're local to the hudson valley all of the fun things that story screen is going to be putting on for the rest of the summer and hopefully into fall but thank you so much for listening and yeah see barbie go see barbie it's a good time and signing off we'll say bye barbie bye barbie